Don't get it twisted. This isn't your typical podcast. This is Typical Twist, your one-stop shop podcast for mind-tingling interviews with guests you won't want to miss. So sit back, buckle up, and get ready for a diverse range of topics and discussions with interesting and dynamic people from all walks of life. And now, your hosts, the men themselves, Josh Ludke and Tony Jalloy. Hey folks, welcome back to Typical Twist. If you haven't got a chance to check out the previous episode, this one is going to be a continuation of it. So get your popcorn, get ready. I am Josh Ludke. I am one of the hosts on this show, and I am joined today with the other two co-hosts, Mr. Tony Jaloy and Mr. Chris Murren. Welcome to the show, boys. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, guys. We have some very interesting things to talk about, and if you checked out the title of the last episode, Staged School Shootings, then obviously you're probably like, wow, the boys at Twist think that the event down in Texas was staged? And from my perspective, it was 100% staged. And as more information has came out over the previous few days, it only raises more and more questions. Why was a door propped open by a teacher just a few minutes before the shooter went running into the school? How did the shooter afford over $7,000 worth of guns and ammunition before he went blazing into the school. And there is just so many missing parts to the story. The head of the police department has changed his story over 12 times. If that isn't the most obvious thing pointing to a lie, then our society truly is lost. But then again, I know where society is at and I know where most people's IQs are. And I think people just move on to the next thing especially with attention spans nowadays it seems like people's memories keep getting worse and worse and what's so unfortunate is the only thing that's going to occur from here it's going to get much worse there's going to be much more shootings this year there will probably be more shootings next year it almost seems as if it's a competition to see who can be the biggest psychopath in the United States of America. Oh yeah, and let's get it clear guys, for those of you that might want to argue, what we mean by staged is planned out, not fake. Um, <laughs> these people died, we're not saying they didn't. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. And that's one of the most unfortunate things too, boys, is the fact that there are people that are dying. Let's go back and let's look at Sandy Hook. Let's look at Parkland. Let's look at Las Vegas. Real people. Genuine people died during those events. Yet police officers, agents who were the first ones on the scene, never gave a good explanation to the people of the United States of America. There was always missing parts to the story. Another thing that's very common amongst all mass shootings is the fact that the government has evidence of these people months, days, weeks before they go do these horrendous things. And the Patriot Act was supposed to be passed in 2001 to protect the United States citizens, but yet the only thing that it's used for is to sell all of our data to keep us more addicted to apps. But yet when these people, such as the most recent shooter, 
I remember sending something in the group chat, but he was known on this website, this French social media app as school shooter. And he wore the name with pride apparently. And another thing that he did on this app was he would threaten to rape and kill women. It's like, what's going on America? What's going on? Because to me, this ain't adding up. But the only thing that's being talked about on the media is how we need gun control now. And I even know conservatives who are starting to lean more and more with the propaganda because it's appealing to emotions. It fucking sucks that our country's at the point at which it is. But we have to accept reality. And we also have to accept that this is not a gun issue and that this is a social issue. Before we hopped on this phone call, Mr. Jaloy was talking about how he used to talk about in his blogs that school shootings would increase as people became more and more addicted to video games. Chris was talking about how he didn't used to believe that idea. And me personally, I didn't used to believe it either. But slowly, once I started to realize how those games were programming me, or that anything I consume is programming me, the people I surround myself with are programming me into the person who I am. Tony Jaloy was 133% correct. So cheers to you, Mr. Jaloy. 133. <laughs> That's Thanks, an oddly Josh. specific number. <laughs> yeah, I know. These I was, people get so consumed for with these video games. <laughs> and those video games slowly become their reality. And... But, you know, it's I do want to very... point out, too, I do want to point out, too, Josh, that just like with the whole stage part, we are not saying, because I know a lot of people play video games in today's world. I get that. I know a lot of kids are into it. I, I mean, heck, even a lot of people my age are into it. But not saying everybody that plays video games is some kind of murderous lunatic. I'm just saying that it does have an impact on your psychological thinking. It does have an impact. And it's so different than any other kind of social environment. Think about the game Grand Theft Auto. I 100% know for a fact that Grand Theft Auto has made people come to the conclusion that we live in a simulation. Yeah, the game's not meant for everybody. That's for sure. But that's not what the truth is. We're all human beings and God specially put each one of us here. And I think that there are definitely good things that can come from video games. And we've talked about that on a previous episode, such as different missions in Grand Theft Auto and how that's relatable to life. But well, I mean, heck, even our military does it sometimes, Josh. I mean, they run animations to try to figure out every single scenario which better prepares them for the real life ordeal. And so there is animations, a.k.a. video games, and I call them animations, but that, I mean, flight simulators, they're used yeah, to, that's what they're I was used to help the same pilots. Tony. They're used, they're <laughs> used to help pilots now. They're used to train pilots with fighter Before jets. Before you go to, into the big airplane, you do the flight simulator. Yeah. So it's totally a great thing. I mean, it's, it, it, I'm not saying it doesn't have a place in society, but we have to know what place it has. That's yeah. the problem. Well, and with VR and metaverse, I think the more realistic these games get, the worse it, it could get. Yeah, definitely, 100%. And the more realistic they get, the more real life they become as far as your thinking pattern. And that's why a lot of people is like, well, there wasn't no, you know, we couldn't blame video games, you know, in the 1980s. Well, we were playing Frogger and Mario. I mean, so, um, you know, there's not too much killing going on in Frogger and Mario or Pac-Man. Yeah, but maybe as, stepping as on times some evolved, shrooms or something. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you want to go out and step on a duck or kick a mushroom, go right ahead. But I mean, as far as, you know, video games, they have evolved into such a huge market. And with that evolving, it's evolved into a whole different industry. And, and now it's more like real life. And with that, you really have to stay, you really have to have a clear mind. And I think people will learn that because even with social media, Josh, Social media has done the same thing. Social media is a way to psychological, psychologically mess with your inner thinking. And it has definitely done that. I know, I know several people who's told me that they can't hardly go a day without getting on TikTok or go a day without getting on Instagram or go a day without getting on YouTube. So don't tell me it's not messing with that you psychologically. I mean, that is an addiction. That is an addiction. It's just like alcohol. The hard thing to accept is that people are doing these things on purpose. You know, if you don't believe that, I think that's the first thing you're going to need to accept is there's people out there making things to do that to you. Yeah. And I I will say this and I'll let you talk about it, Josh Moore. Sorry, but I talked about it in one of my last blogs, you know, toward the end anyways, about how cell phone usage, which at that time cell phones were, my last blog was in 2008. So the iPhone came out a year prior and of course, the iPhone was catching on. Facebook was really moving up. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Snapchat. We didn't have a lot of what we have right now, obviously. But I did want to make the point to my followers back then. I definitely want to make the point to the people listening right now that phones are very possessive. And I, I will stand by a comment I made back in 2008, and I'll stand by it just as firmly today. If you went and you removed everybody's cell phone devices from them or you turned them off magnetically by a magnetic bomb... You would have some people literally go insane because they are so used to that device and they are so dependent upon that device. It is almost like a drug. Actually, I'm not going to say almost. It is a drug. So they cannot live without their cell phones. We live in a world like that now. And people always used to make fun of me. Well, make fun of me all you want, but I'm telling you the truth. There is people out there who would literally kill for a cell phone. And that's not made up. That's that's actual facts. And if we ever get to a point to where somebody is able to remove cell phone devices, whether physically or by a magnetic bomb where it completely destroys the computer infrastructure, you will see people go insane. That, that's a fact of life. That's a fact. I mean, you will see people go insane because they live by these things. I mean, when I go out in public, I mean, I see it every day. People cannot live without them. Yeah. And don't try to deny it, guys. I mean, I'll come out and say it here. I'm addicted to my phone. I've been trying to limit my usage on it for the past year and a half. I've gotten a lot better with it, I'll say, but I catch myself the second I see my phone notifications going off, I want to click on it. And it's it's hard not to grab my phone and look at it. Yeah. That's because you get a little dopamine hit. Notifications lead to a dopamine hit. My advice to anybody that's trying to work on that is you can set limits on your phone. That's an important thing. Uh, it lets you override it, but it gives you that notification like, hey, you hit your time limit. Turn your notifications off. That was a helper for me. So. It helps to hold you accountable, which is a cool thing. Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm part of the other side, I guess. I would like to see a magnetic bomb probably go off. I mean, other than my finances, make sure they're secure. But other than that, I would probably write you all letters, and then I'd probably go hop on the jet ski and be like, living high life. I ain't going to lie. Um. <laughs> well, yeah. I think I think if all phones got shut off, like it'd be hard for me to adjust. But overall, like I think it'd be better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and that's one thing I am blessed with. I'm part of that general, which Josh, you know, your parents definitely are too. Um, I'm not sure how old your parents are, Chris. I'm guessing the same age as Josh's. But, you know, I'm part of that generation where I grew up half of my life 
as far as in the educational institution without a cell phone because they literally did not exist. Um, I mean, they existed, but they were bag phones in cars. I'm not going to carry a bag phone in school. But as far as what it is today, that didn't exist at all. There was no social media. I remember whenever it was literally analog, which basically just meant text messaging and phone calls. That was it. There was nothing else to a cell phone. That was it. And life was, I mean, I remember being 14 years old and having my first Nokia phone, which could only do text messaging and cell phone calls, and that's it. I really enjoyed life a lot better then. I mean, it was more personable. I didn't have a reason to have my phone out at dinner time. I didn't have a reason to have my phone out whenever I was on a date because my phone literally did nothing except for text and call. Oh, and so you go on dates? <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Don't we all? <laughs> He's feeding your guys' ears with bullshit. He's not going on dates with any girls. That's uh, <laughs> okay, Josh. Thanks. Appreciate that. Appreciate your faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tony, I got a um, I got a question no, for you. Yeah, unless you heard, I already said it. But um, if you um, how did you make plans? Like I asked my dad that same question. He just said we'd meet up in the parking lot of the school every night at around seven p.m. and that's how we'd figure out the pl the plans for the night. Yeah, that's how we would. I mean, honestly, or we would call each other and we would say, "Hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to be here at the certain place at a certain time." Because I mean, you got to remember, your parents may be a little older than me, so they, when they, they were are, 14, yeah. there may have been no cell phones. No, not at all. Um, yeah, my dad's like but 62. Whenever I, I got my first cell phone, whenever I was 14, so that's how. But now I do know from talking to my grandma, who is, by the way, still living. She'll be 99 in August. Um, I do know, like, just talking to her, a lot of times her friends all lived very local, like right down the street from her. So they would just walk to each other's houses. Or in the later part of her life, in her 20s, she said they would just call each other on their house phone and say, hey, I'm going into McDonald's. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm going into McDonald's. Meet me in there in five minutes. Okay. And then they didn't have a, they didn't have a phone at all. But now what I did. Five minutes. Yeah, five minutes, sucker. But, um, but whenever, I mean, I know whenever I first started blogging, um, for, you know, in that 1998, 1997 era, you know, a lot of mine was a lot of note taking. And I still do that to this day. I'm a big time writer. I believe in writing, which me and Josh had this conversation about calligraphy and, um, I, I like to write obviously. So I still do that. That's still a big part of me. I mean, I do a lot of stuff on the computer, obviously, cause it's quicker and I can type. We're going to do a whole episode on that. That'll be coming out within the next few weeks. Yep, that's another one. Well, we'll why are we even going to do that, Josh? Why are we even going to do it? Nobody likes creativity anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't really give a shit because we decide the content that we put out. Right. They would much rather go around in their remote control cars and shoot and blow up people. <laughs> well, another thing I noticed too, and I, maybe this is because of social I media. I believe in the typical twist learner or listeners. Yeah, so. I do too, of course. Um, but like what I'm what I'm yeah, saying I is, too. I something I've noticed with phones, and it could be because of social media and phones, is like I'll invite somebody to come do something, and they're always concerned with who's there. Or if you're going to go to a party or you want to have somebody show up, it's like always everyone's concerned with who's there before they go. You know, like if everybody asked that question, nobody would ever meet up and do anything. Exactly. And the funny thing is, is why even ask that question? Because even if there's going to be somebody there that you don't care about, or even if there is going to be somebody there that you do care about, your nose is going to be in your phone 99% of the time and you're <laughs> only going to care anyway. So I don't even know why it matters. <laughs> Right, well, we came from a small area. Well, I see the kind of crowd that Tony's hanging around. He doesn't like them, or they don't like him. Me and Josh kind of came from a smaller area, and, you know, of course, we were not forced to hang out with certain people that we weren't exactly closer friends with, but, you know, they'd be at places that we were at. But, you know, I'm not going to go up and cause any issues with them. I'm just leave them be, you know? Exactly, yeah. 
And I mean, on the cell phone thing, guys, I'm that way. Like if I go on a meeting, if I'm meeting with somebody and they're in their cell phone, I usually don't, I usually just have kind of like in the back of my head, like a time frame. And after that, I've already met my mind if I'm going to pursue any kind of relationship, partnership, business, relationship, whatever with them, because, and then I'll finish it out. I'm not going to be rude. It's just disrespectful. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely disrespectful. Well, yeah, but I mean, obviously it's, it's Wherever a waste you of my are, time. Your attention should be there. Yeah, and it's a waste of my time. I mean, if I know that I'm going to be talking to a brick wall, well, hell, I can do that at home. I mean, I don't need to do that in public. I can do that at my own house. I can go sit and talk to my wall all day long. But I he mean, does and, that too, for the record, guys. Yeah, I do do that because I get that out there. I get more. I get more out of it than I do Josh sometimes, guys. So, but well, if um, you're being <laughs> interviewed, don't even bring your phone. Like if I was interviewing somebody and they have they're sitting on their phone or something, I'm like, dude, this is. Like, I'm not going to, I have second thoughts about the person, I guess. I'm not judging the, the person entirely yeah. based off of that, but it's a big Same thing. Same way with dating. It's like appearance. the dating life. Like, you know, you go out on a first date with somebody or something and they're sitting there on their phone for the good half part of the night. Yeah, it shows you're that you're not like, interested or it looks like it at least. I mean, it's it's like, okay, what the hell's going on here? Like, I mean. <laughs> right. That's a big that, thing for that's me. That's the society we live in. That's the society we live in, unfortunately. Is right. People people prefer electronic versions of people rather than real life versions, and that's that gets to a very scary state. I mean, Elon Musk has t- touched on that a lot. I mean, he's right. Eventually, our society will be ran by robots because the human interaction is no longer existent. Human interaction is more lazy, withdrawn. People don't want to be creative. People don't want to work hard. People don't want to think outside the box. They want to stay inside the box rather than be outside of it. And with that kind of mindset... That's because it's the pussification of the United States of America. Yep. And with that mindset, Josh, I mean, he's he's 100% right. I've said it too. I mean, we will have robots. People keep laughing saying, really? You're already seeing it. I mean, you're already seeing it. I mean, you don't see robots stocking the shelves at Walmart or Target yet, but you will eventually. Trust me, it's coming. Um, I mean, you already see robots All of your checking fast you food out. Joints that will yeah. be well. Elon's working robots. on that actually. You know, and wait till you see a, a robot in your house that's doing your dishes. And I think that would scare me. You know, like if I had a robot that did my chores for me or something, I'd be like, okay, where is this gonna lead? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Have you seen the robots that actually mow your own grass now? Kind of like the sweepers in your house. They called Roombas. They like they just go around because people are too lazy to get off their fat ass and actually get a sweeper and sweep their floor. So it's like literally. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let those people do what they want to do. Okay. Yeah, sure. If you really want to oh, do that, you Josh can. Josh must own a Roomba. Josh must own a Roomba. <laughs> I'm not going to make a comment, but I'm just going to say, let's not diss on those people, okay? Oh, no. I hit a chord. I hit if, a chord. If you, if you oh, want, no. What's the psychology say, Tony? Well, if you want to get a robotic <laughs> mower, go for it. But I get satisfaction out of mowing. I'm not going to lie. Like, you might hate mowing until you actually get into it and do it. And then when you turn around and you look at the lawn, you're like, I fucking did that. That's they just nice. They make mowers that do that now? Oh, yeah. 100%. That's what, that's what he mentioned, Josh. He was like, you know, they have the things that are similar to the 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 sweepers in your house they go outside oh, and do that i love don't mowing. worry chris yeah. i struck a chord with josh so he automatically <laughs> stopped listening to me and went on defense mode so it's a psychological thing it's okay but josh i'd have to agree with you it's I, satisfying I love mowing. right dude it, you can look back and <laughs> yes. be happy with it i mean at least i don't pay it out at a way overpriced price <laughs> cough, for cough. sweeping <laughs> for, <No. sweep? laughs> for mowing uh, 
Well, it's hard to mow 50 yards at once, Joshua, unless you want to come. I'm just joking with you. I'm just joking. We're not doing this right now, guys. We're just playing. Oh, really? We could do it on air. Well, we can if you want to. We shall go if you want. Okay, guys. So I have some very interesting <laughs> statistics to discuss. In 2020, there was 24,576 homicides in the United States of America. 19,384 of them occurred with a firearm. But if you break it down by the firearm, it comes out to be that handguns were the leading cause with 8,029. And rifles... Guess how many deaths there were by rifles? Dun, dun, dun. Tony and Chris, let's see who's closer. Uh, what was the percentage of handguns? It was about 50%. No, not 50%. 40%. I bet like 2% well, of shootings say- are done with an AR. Maybe 4 I was going. I was actually going to say 10, so I'm probably high though. I ain't going to lie. Well, I don't know it by the percentage. I only know it by the numbers. Probably really low, and a fraction. Gee, that could be confusing to us. Sorry, I'm not the brightest bulb, guys. We already knew, Josh. It's okay. <laughs> okay. I'll give you some credit, How Josh. How many deaths You're do you me. think there were by assault rifles or just rifles in general? It's not even assault rifles. Rifles, which could be a 22 and such or an assault rifle. How many deaths in 2020? Um, probably right around a thousand is mine. Uh, I'd probably say, I think I might be too much though, but I'd say probably around 500. I feel like a thousand be a little high, but I don't know. Yeah, me too. Closer to, I feel like around 500. closer. 455 deaths by rifles in the year 2020. There was 19,000. What did I say? 19,000 deaths by firearms. Yeah, 19,000 yeah. deaths by firearms. So but now it's important four- to say, too, I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to point this out, and I'm sure you have the numbers in front of you, Josh. It's also important to note, too, that handguns are far outsellers of any other type of gun. I mean, there's more handguns in circulation than rifles. So you'd have to base that percentage on per capita, I mean, obviously. So, you know, I just want to throw that out there. I just want to throw that out there. Sorry. So if you look at overall firearm deaths... One of the biggest reasons why firearm deaths occur is because of suicide. And there was 24,292 deaths by firearms in 2020. So that means that 5,000 more people died because they took their own lives rather than someone taking another person's life. We have a big mental health problem in our country. And June is men's mental health awareness month and we talked about doing an episode on it so we will be doing that here sometime this month chris and i talked about that when tony was gone for a while and suicides have always been higher than homicides when it comes to firearms and that's been a common trend since the 60s and that's very unfortunate. Yeah, and we we do know they went up with the COVID restrictions and stuff, so did drug overdoses. Now, I don't know about suicides yes. over the past, you know, maybe 20, 30 years. I don't know if they've increased or whatever they've done. 
we'll have to look into yeah. that. And I feel like we'll see a lot more with uh, the COVID thing. I feel like that that we've only touched the tip of the iceberg. I think that there's going to be several years worth of psychological unrepair with a lot of the younger kids. So there was 455 deaths by rifles in the year 2020 in the United States of America. Guess how many babies were aborted in 2020 in the United States of America? Dun, dun, dun. Like 2 million? Chris and Tony? No, that's a little too high. <laughs> what was I was going to say about yet. 2 million. Right under a million. About 900,000 babies ah. were aborted in 2020. I know totally. Isn't it very ironic that all those people who are in the streets saying gun control now, gun control now, are the same ones who support those 900,000 babies being aborted? And a lot of them support Pretty damn ironic, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh, wait. I forgot. I live in the United States. It's 2022. And all I see is propaganda every single day on the news. And then we have actors that play their roles in the skit. I was listening to an, an a typical twist episode today, and the chess moves are honestly too easy to call now at this point, Tony. Well, yeah, and like I was talking to a friend of mine earlier. His name is Matt, and I told him, me and him was talking about gun shootings, and I said, you know, my, my take on that is I think it's awfully funny, and maybe some of the people listening will think on this as well. It's awfully funny that mass shootings typically happen only in schools, never in nursing homes, never in hospitals. Or it happens when a Democrat's in office. You ever notice that trend too? It's kind of strange, Tony. Well, I mean, I just think it's funny that it's always attacking children. I think it's always funny that it's, you never hardly hear of any, I'm not saying it's never happened. It has happened before, but you know, shopping centers, malls, gaming events, I mean, concerts, you know, the majority of your mass shootings are typically televised and the media goes into a frenzy and it's always are based around educational institutions. And I find that very weird and just something unsettling about that. Not saying it doesn't happen. I know we have the whole school, sh- I'm sorry, the whole shooting at, you know, Las Vegas, which was entertainment, obviously. And I know we've had a few or mall that nightclub down in Florida. Yeah, the nightclub. Was... Yep, you're right. In Orlando, yes. And, you know, but I, I, like I say, it's very, it's very few compared to the overwhelming school shootings that we see televised continuously on the news that really want to push this gun control. And it makes me really wonder if there isn't a trend there that needs to be investigated. And I'm not talking about the shooters themselves. Well, it's by the, the same way. thing such as Gabby Petito, Tony Jaloy. And this is what I was talking about with someone the other day was, isn't it pretty ironic that people were able to talk about Gabby Petito for weeks, months, but yet they weren't even aware of the hundreds of children that went actively missing during that same time period during a day. Hundreds of children go missing a day and are still actively missing to this day as you listen to this episode. But yet all we heard about was Gabby, Gabby, Gabby. It's really ironic that thousands of people will die today as you listen to this episode from drug overdose. Thousands of people will die because they choose to take their own life. Why? Because we live in such a shitty fucking reality. That's probably a big reason why they're taking their own lives. Wouldn't you agree, boys? Yep. I would. Yeah, 100%. And 
Why is that occurring? Because society is slowly drifting away from God and God is love. God is the light. And that's what's so unfortunate. The more society comes to be consumed with the artificial world and the materialistic realm, well, gotta, I mean, it's got to pay the price. I still and, think that you and Chris are next to one of the most evilest cities in our nation, Omaha. I mean, and for a little bit of history of you all listening, Omaha, I still think is a huge city for trafficking children. I think it's a huge city for just sin in general. The last massive shooting there that I know of was the West Roads Mall shooting, which was back in 2007. They've never experienced anything like that. It was done by, I believe, a gentleman named Robert Hawkins. He was a 19-year-old kid, um, and he killed, I think it was eight or nine people. And, you know, so I think it's funny that a huge city like Omaha, with all the schools they have, with all the schools and all the crazy stuff they got going on, I mean, it's Guess one of the— Guess who else lives there? One of the oh. richest guys in the world in this very small house. Isn't it kind of strange, boys? Yeah, I mean, I've always had my eye on Omaha. I mean, even after, after ever since the West Road, uh, West Roads Mall shooting, which I did a story on it on my blog uh, back in 2007 when it happened. That's how I can remember the date because it was pretty close to when I ended my blog. But I mean, Omaha's always been one of them cities that just intrigues me because of all the stuff that surrounds it, all the evil. Um, you know, the Franklin child ring, which everybody thinks Johnny Gosh was part of that as well as a huge political child sex ring. Um, so it's a good just hiding so spot. many things that it's a good hiding spot yeah, for, for people like that. One thing I will say is Lincoln made it, it was either four or five months before their first homicide this year. Awesome. So that's something we can be, you know, happy, not happy that one happened fine. Like eventually, yeah. but that, that's like, it kind of shocked me to hear that. I was like the first one. Wow. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that I want a shooting to happen there, obviously. I don't want of a course. shooting to happen anywhere. But I just find it very strange that out of all, and, and you know, Omaha's pretty populated. I mean, it's a fairly populated city. And out of all the years of its existence, it's not had a lot of crime. I mean, I mean, overwhelming crime like what we're seeing in Texas right now with this school shooting. Not saying your everyday crime. Omaha still has a lot of everyday crime, guys. So in case you're wondering, but I'm not saying move there. A lot of people will be like, oh, I'm going to move there because it's a beautiful city. It's no crime at all. Like it's still got a lot of crime in certain parts. But I'm just saying like as far as on a news media frenzy, when's the last time you saw Omaha in the national news? Well, I can tell you, 2007. So yeah. well, Omaha's um, up there too for like top 10 maybe, you know, crime cities i think i could be wrong i guess don't quote me omaha likes to sell meth <laughs> along with their children what else is there to do in nebraska <laughs> besides meth well i don't know josh tell us you're from there okay there's a few Tony, things i have a question for you <laughs> okay. why do you need to own an ar-15 well i mean i'll give you the same answer i give everybody else i mean there really is no reason to own any gun unless you want to be a hunter. But here's the thing. That's not the country we live in. I own several guns. I don't hunt, but it's my right. You know, it's a right that this country was founded on. And, you know, there is always that right to defend yourself in case the need be. So an AR-15 matches the same category as any other gun, in my opinion. People want to try to separate it because they consider it an assault rifle. I mean, if you got to remember, it's still a semi-automatic weapon. Yeah. No different than there's semi-automatic pistols. Well, yeah, yeah and exactly. AR doesn't even stand for assault rifle. 
Exactly. It's arm, yeah, I think I mean, it's Armalite, Armalite rifle. I think you're right, yeah, because, I mean, the, the other comparison would be the AK, the AK-47, which is a similar gun, obviously, and it's it's considered an assault rifle, too. So, yeah, you're right, 100%. AR does not stand for assault rifle. Yeah, That's just a classification that they put these guns in. And I hate to use the extremist, like the extremist as an example, because we all know they're not the majority, but I'm going to here. You know, like these guys, if you ask them what an AR is, they don't, they don't know. They don't know anything about guns. They're just out there running their mouth about things that... They have no clue about. Yeah. They're spreading propaganda, the same propaganda that they hear from these big names or these big influencers and the big media outlets, but they don't have any statistics to back up anything that they're talking about. Right. And Chris talked about on the last episode how you can really get any batch of statistics to work in your way. And unless you come prepared, in which, if you listen to this episode, you'll be prepared for any argument against guns. And But what I'm saying is that these liberals' arguments stand to nothing that this show has talked about on the last two episodes or that big conservative media outlets are talking about. And that's what's so unfortunate because a lot of people live in echo chambers and a lot of people live in La La Land. And we've talked about that many times on Typical Twist. And the facts of the matter are we do not have a gun issue. We have a psychopathic mental health issue. And yeah. the question isn't how do we get rid of guns? The question is how do we heal mental health? How do we notify the right people at the right time when we see people in an unstable mental state? And Honestly, we're answering our own questions because, look, there again, Josh, Sandy Hook, uh, Parkland, you know, you even go to Dylan Roof, which wasn't a school shooting, by the way. He was more racially uh, and, you know, evolved with this church. He went in and shot up a church full of black people. All of them people had signs, including this guy this time now. I forgot his name already. I do apologize for that. But the shooting in Texas. Um but I mean, all of these guys had mental Not signs. Not even just outward expressions, like by separating themselves from others, but the fact that they talked about murdering people. Yep. And it's so weird, too, because we've had plenty of experience. And I was talking to Josh and Chris about this before we hopped on air. It's the same thing with Columbine. I don't really, and I'll say the same thing I said, you know, in private, I don't really throw any stones at the response and how it was handled. Obviously, it could have been handled a lot better now that we have more data and more understanding of exactly what transpires, you know, in them weeks prior. Um, well, obviously we don't because we're still having massive shootings. But, you know, what I'm saying as far as the people who participated in the takedown of the Columbine tuners, but you know, the response time was really good, but the reaction time wasn't that great. You know, kind of like what we witnessed this time with this. I mean, the police sat outside, they waited, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to interact because they never had that issue before. Nobody had ever encountered that kind of issue on that kind of scale. And of course, fast forward, here we are in 2022, <laughs> cops pull up to a school, the door is propped open. They're sitting outside and they wait for 45 minutes. That's what most reports are saying. I don't know if that's the true time or not yet. But it's not staged, Tony. But it's all real. And we yeah. need gun control right now. Well, we're coming for your assault <laughs> rifle. One thing I'll say is, I mean. We're coming right now, Tony. I know this goes we're coming for like, by location, like gun laws and such. Um, I could say that 
we probably should enforce the current laws more rather than just writing a bunch of new ones. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say I don't know if I'm incriminating myself here or whatever. I think it's was legal. No, for you're me to not. Do it. No. But uh, when I went to a, no. I'm talking about the gun show. Um, oh. oh. <laughs> would I be? Remember that story? Would I be incriminating myself with that one? Oh no, uh, no, you're not. No, criminal, because I mean, it's a legal act. Illegal. Okay, cool. I'll just make, yeah, I'll make, it's make a sure. legal act. As of right now, it is legal act. But so uh, you're good. you know, you can go to a gun show and there's really no security in buying a gun there. Um, gave a guy cash. He looked at my ID. You know, I could have been a felon. I, you know, exactly. I could have been a bunch of different things. And, you know, I think that kind of, I was shocked. I, I thought it would be more to it, but there wasn't. Well, yeah, and that's the problem. That that right there on top of mental health, obviously, you mix the two together. And, of course, going back, and I'm not tooting my own horn again because, I mean, Josh said only 133%. I was hoping for 153 But But, I mean, you go back 1999, what wasn't really of relevance at that point? They were just developing, and that's video games. So, obviously, you add on mental and health, phones. which is definitely increased. Mental, Yeah, and phones. You're right, 100%. Phones wouldn't even be introduced until seven years later, roughly. So, um, smartphones, that is. So, I mean, you you take them two things in consideration right there. The pressure of social media, the increase of video games. Not, I don't mean just the increase as far as the people playing them, but the increase in the graphics and the animations and the realistic nature um, on top of that. And yeah. bundle, it all together, bundle it all together with a lot of other mental health concerns that we have in today's world such as crt and everything else and especially the pandemic with isolation you have so much going right now in a kid's mind today so me as an 18 year old in 1999 versus an 18 year old in 2022 they're going through so much more mental health crap than we ever did and that's even more of a reason that we don't need really gun bans but we need mental health understanding we need mental health like People out there that really can focus, teachers that are focused more on that aspect of life, you know, whenever they have children in their classroom, than basically trying to push CRT crap down their throat. Because there are so many kids going through so much right now in this nation, and I feel like so many teachers, well, no, I don't feel like, I know, I know so many teachers are unprepared, way unprepared. Um, and undereducated, not saying they're stupid. They're still smart people. I'm not saying they're ignorant, dumb or anything like that. They're, they're, they're smart teachers. They went to school. They got their four year. They got their six year, whatever it was. But the, the degree Some process of their, itself. them are there for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Well, I mean, and honestly, Josh, like we said, like we said in the last episode. And yeah. to sexually hit on the school children. Yep. We experienced and that Chris at Wahoo. I actually had a problem. <laughs> Yeah, we did. had a problem with that. <laughs> it was funny because my, my math teacher was, um while I was dating my girlfriend, my freshman year of high school was hitting on my graduating girlfriend. It, it was so funny. But I mean, we made it's jokes a, it's a with Chris issue. like, oh, dude, the teacher's going to take your girl. It's yeah. a huge issue, too. It was just it's funny because he'd, he'd be answering my questions. And I'm like thinking in my head, dude, you're literally Snapchatting my girlfriend. It was just it was a weird situation. He got fired. He got caught and fired. But here's the thing, guys, and I will say this too, not just with gun, this has nothing to do with guns, but with all of this stuff that's transpired since especially 2007, the introduction of smartphones, I mean, pornography, 
That is the reason for that. Sexual understanding, sexual desire has increased so much because it's so in your face. It's literally everywhere on your phone, basically. When I say everywhere, I don't mean pornography, like the hardcore stuff. I'm not saying when you turn on your phone, you Just automatically like sexualization. have pop up. But sexualization, yes, exactly, 100%, Chris. Yeah. Sexualization, I mean, every girl on Instagram thinks she has to be sexy. Every girl on TikTok thinks she has to be sexy. Even guys are now being pressured. I mean, I see, like, one of my friends was telling me there was this, like, gray sweatpant thing with guys on TikTok, and I'm like, what the hell is that all about? And, you know, like, and it's basically, it's just a bunch of, uh, just a bunch of horse shit, to be honest. I mean, it's all just a bunch of crap that needs to be eliminated and done away with because with that, it just honestly makes the problem 10 times worse, like as far as mental health. And it's just, I don't see an end in sight. And the only end that we could have in sight would be do away with cell phone devices and do away with video games. And that definitely ain't going to happen. But honestly, that's why you see that. So I don't honestly, I'm not surprised that you all had that issue in your school because I think that's going to be a huge issue in the future years coming. I think that my prediction is almost at least two to three teachers per every high school in the entire nation will eventually be found out or prosecuted for some kind of sexual crime against a minor. And I firmly believe that. But I mean, I just really feel like that's the route we're moving. Yeah. I mean, and the reason is, and, and the they reason better I be say, held to the full extent of the law. Well, and this is the thing too. And yes, I do agree with that too, Josh. I do agree with that 100%. But here's my thing too, guys, for those listening is these are young teachers in a lot of cases. These are teachers that are basically 22, 23 years old coming out of college. Some of them, some of them are older teachers, obviously. I'm not saying they're all young, but with that, you have high schoolers are dressing more sexual, more more perverted than ever before. I mean, trust me, I've been on campuses. I, I know exactly what goes on from college kids to high school kids. It's literally insane. And honestly, it's the world is just a shit show right now. The world is not going to get any better. The world's going to get it worse. Trust me. Because in some cases, kids really do go after that. I mean, there has been some cases that teachers have won successfully because they basically call it baiting. You know, the students are baiting the teachers and trying to set them up. And I don't think that should be allowed either, obviously. So I think it's going to be a thing that eventually makes it makes its way to the Supreme Court. And I hope it does, because there really needs to be a, a law for both, not only just for the teachers, but there needs to be kind of a law sent down for minors, too, who understand what they're doing, because 15, 16, 17 year olds, 18 year olds, they do understand what they're doing. When you're dressing and showing your ass cheeks and you're going to class, you know exactly what you're doing. You're not a dumbass. Yeah. So and not to change the know, topic, like for me, like I've struggled with lust, you know, these things and you guys all know that if you listen, but uh, <laughs> I've just kind of had to like unfollow a lot of women and stuff. I took that from Josh and it yeah. helps with the whole, you know, giving into that temptation. It gets rid of it. And I've also thought about making a new Snapchat, of course, too, because I have all these people on it and I get tempted to, to you know, hit a girl up or whatever, you know, but I mean, it's crazy. It really is. And I'm not by any means, I'm not saying that it's okay that a teacher does. So don't misinterpret what I'm saying for the people listening. Yeah. Teachers shouldn't be fucking their students or flirting with them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 100%. That, that's a game. That, that's a game. One's there to teach and one's there to learn. Yeah. But both have responsibilities. Americans. Both have responsibilities. Both have them. Like, I can make an argument. That's what I'm saying. I can make an argument that borderline, what our teacher, what we were talking about earlier with a teacher at Wahoo Josh, like, 
that's like grooming, you know, like 100%. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's, right, folks, that's how they do a it. Typical yeah. twist. <laughs> Josh is like, I'm we'll ready catch to go. you on the next one. That was an awesome episode. Thank you so much <laughs> for tuning in. Adios amigos. Later guys. See you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show for more cool content like this. Follow at Typical Twist on Twitter and Instagram and visit TypicalTwist.com. You won't regret it. See you next time on Typical Twist.